right, everybody. It is another podcast edition. Let me start off by introducing who I'm partnering with, which is Public Node. Public Node is a nonprofit organization led by the Stellar community members working together to support the open and inclusive Stellar network. And today I'm very excited about this project. Unless you've been under a rock, it has been blazing the transactions on the Stellar network. The numbers are, are pretty impressive. It's hard to deny their impact that they're having in a very short period of time. I've got Steve, the founder of TFC, the football app. Ladies and gentlemen, give him a round of applause. What's going on, Steve? How you doing? How you doing, Sam? Fantastic. Man, man I'm doing good. So let me start off. You're based out in Cyprus, right? Yes, sir. You know, Cyprus is actually a very, very cool looking place. How long have you been living there? 20 years. 20 years. So I'm just going to run down some facts that I've learned about Cyprus and you can tell me if they're complete BS or not. Sure. So number one, located on the largest island in the Mediterranean Sea. Yeah. Facts. Wow. Yeah. So how are the beaches out there? I'm a, I'm a beach lover. Um, insanely good. Uh, from where I am. <laughs> Don't make me feel any worse. I'm yeah, so jealous already. Yeah, I could have, I could have teased you with some some photos. Here you've got at least five, six, seven beaches that are probably the best in Europe, and there's a big variety. Uh, some of them are black sand beaches with darker water. Some are crystal clear water where 20 meters out you can see right down to the bottom. Just different sand, different kind of greens and blues, and the beach season goes all the way up until December. Wait, 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 wait. You said the beach season goes all the way up in December. Yeah, yeah. Once it's December, it cools down and then back in April. But uh, really the best beach months are right now. So uh, I'll send you some. I'm, I'm, I'm headed to the beach right after this. <laughs> I'll, I'll post some photos there and tease everybody. Yeah, if you just Googled Cyprus beaches, you'll get a sense of it in, in the Google images. It's incredible so it's uh, spellbinding the, the water and the and the nature here well see uh, the, the best part of, about these podcasts is i get to become friends with like with people like yourself so i can go out fly to cyprus and i know who to call all right so the home of mount olympus yeah yeah here you know you've got one in greece and you've got one here so there's the one of the myths is based in greece but we have the mount olympus here which you can even ski here in the winter there's times when you can ski and still go to the beach. You can ski, go down the mountain and go to the beach. The ski hill is called the, the Zeus Ski Hill. We have really beautiful mountains and then uh, beaches uh, all around on a, on a pretty huge island. So you don't, you don't feel that you're on an island always, you know. It's big enough that you can, you know, get that island claustrophobia. I saw that you guys had the oldest wine label still in production. The Comandria, how do I pronounce that? Yeah, Comandria. Commanderia. All right. The the Commanderia was uh, invented by the Knights Templar, who had their headquarters here in Cyprus. On the the, on the famous, Pope. infamous Knights Templar. Wow. Yeah, this was their hey. worldwide uh, headquarters, and uh, they had a gorgeous uh, setup here. And they uh, they uh, invented uh, the the Commanderia around the 12th uh, century, and that has been in production since then. And if you uh, it's a must-have. The taste is uh, very sweet, very, very incredible. But the history of wine goes back much further. From where I'm talking mm. to you, from 20 minutes away from where I am, there's a village called Hirokatia. And this village uh, is from 
uh, excavated and now up on a, up on a hill uh, from 7,500 BC. So it's 10,000 years old and they had round stone houses. They were making wine. They were dyeing their clothes. They were, they were living probably not that much different than uh, 200 years ago in Cyprus from, from the back. So that the wine story goes way, way back here, way history books even show. All right. I got two more facts before we start. So the dwarf hippopotamus <laughs> used to live, live there, and you're the home of Simon Fuller. Yes, yes. And uh, <laughs> yeah, the, these, these hippopotamists were uh, like little miniature guys that roamed the island, which we don't have them anymore, but those were a real thing. All right, man. So let's dive into what we're here to talk about, which is your growing football app. Yeah. So where did the concept of the football app begin? So the the concept came, um, I've been building technology platforms and uh, a lot of of different technologies, mostly around communication networks. Uh, Even when I was uh, first starting in the the industry, I'd studied law in U.S. and then I got into technology and, and created a technology company in Chicago when I was, I think it was 26. And even back then, that was internet-based uh, technology for membership associations. So it was about connecting all those members together, uh, dues, payments, collections, communication, accounting, really complex internet-based systems a long time ago. It was a pioneering uh, level of stuff. So I've been involved in that industry for a quarter century. And I have tremendous capabilities, mostly through my team of guys that we've worked with through many, many years. You develop cadre of really great people that we've all stuck together and developed with like a football team and in terms of our ability to work together and our code skills. And then one of my friends who's a professional skier named Jan Hudek visited him in Calgary, where I'm from. I'm originally from Calgary, Alberta and Canada. And uh, Jan is, uh, was, uh, you know, he's an Olympic athlete who won he won a medal in the Sochi Olympics in the in the downhill uh, super G, and Jan is a is a heart of gold guy, and was always looking for ways to help the athletes who are trying to ski in a really expensive sport find uh, finance and funding. And he asked me, what would be the way that I could help athletes get funded and get money? And I told him, create a social network and share the revenue with them. Create a social hmm. network for the sport and share the revenue with them. And then he said, good idea, can you do it for me? I had, I had sort of involunteered myself for this thing and I said, okay, we'll give it a spin. And we we spun up a quick social network, you know, it didn't have the token uh, created at that stage. It was uh, just to see how it went. And it was really well received and the app was really well loved. And I became really interested in this idea based on that. And, and then we wove the token into it because there's no better way to share wealth than to integrate a token into a social community. Now, what year was this? This was 2016 that we decided to try a skiing-based social network. Now, that's a very small community and the app was a little bit green, but it still was a big enough hit for us to realize that we needed to continue down that path. So we temporarily pivoted over to a larger sport where we could get a larger audience quicker. And then the idea would be that we would return back and do all the different sports eventually. But we went to the biggest sport in the world, which, you know, from from the USA standpoint, I think most people don't realize how big is soccer in the rest of the world. Because in the USA, in the sports bars, there's 30 different sports on the televisions. But in in Europe, in Africa, in in South America, it's all about football. And the power level is 
hard to really describe. It's a, it's a more intense love affair and it's now part of the culture and it's even becoming part of uh, American and, and Canadian uh, cultures that, you know, it's, sport has just become so, so big. But I think people don't really realize how big that is. It's 3.2 billion people watching the World Cup and the, the and, mm. and sport almost goes year round. So we decided to really take all the greatest hits album of the, all the technologies we had and all the lessons we learned doing the first the skiing app and go into the football, the biggest sport in the world, and really the biggest community in the world. If you want to think of community-based communication and money systems, there is no bigger community than the world football community. It's bigger than any religious group. It's bigger than any country. It's bigger than India, wow. China. It's the number one largest community in the world. So we thought that is the appropriate place. If you're going to build a tokenized ecosystem, build it for the largest community in the world. Now, of course, we know that there are dozens of people that are trying to do that, and uh, but we always felt that we could actually do it. And so far, it's been proved well. But it did, So the idea was really credited to my friend who wanted to find a way to circulate money with the community, to share the wealth of a digital social network with the community so it would benefit athletes and clubs and people and participants and, and the overall uh, sport. You're absolutely right. So my family background is Caribbean. My father played soccer. We grew up watching the World Cup and living in America, it has been this sort of like waiting for everybody else to catch on to how huge this it is. this yeah. really is. Yeah. It's a culture. Yeah. So yeah, you, you nailed it on the head. So I downloaded the app and you sent me some really great information, by the way, just on how the setup is. So I wanted to go over that. So the football app has four components, maybe five components, right? You have the social networking side. You have content. You can, like I noticed, I can find out like, even here in the States that had the LA Galaxy. I can figure out their schedule, which is really cool. There are games that are built into it and chat room. Yeah. So those are your, your major components. But what I really think that's cool is your economic model. And so if you can kind of share how that all circles back together and coexists. Yeah, no, that's well described. I mean, it, it is almost like five apps in one. Yeah. It's a social network and a communication. It is like a, a mashup of Telegram, Twitter, ESPN, Google News, Sport Radar for football, and uh, mixed in with the tokenized pay system like Apple Pay. So we, you know, it was a huge amount of work to pull it together, but you can see it did come off. So it really, but it primarily is a social and communication network themed around football. A lot of the people who participated don't even like football. They just love the communication, they love the games and, and the rest of the things. Now, the way the economic system works, some of this goes to crypto theory and crypto philosophy, which is a little bit of a, of a different topic, but I'll just give the, the cursory background. The, the first thing is that if somebody wants to buy advertising in the app, they have to pay with the token. So it's like the, uh, like the bat token concept with the Brave browser. The football coin is the native token of the football app. It's the exclusively used token to power the entire ecosystem and the only way to pay for ads. So that means that as the demand for ads in the network grows because the users, the user base grows, the demand for the token goes naturally uh, with that. And as most people in crypto know and understand that the base utility of a token is not the end of the story. Uh, so we do believe that TFC will be used in many other ways. It'd be used as a secure store of wealth. It'll be used 
as a, as a pay platform for small businesses. It's really got a lot of elements to it, but the base value of the token is really representing the potential and actual ad value of the network over time. And everybody wins in this model because the token then becomes a way we can share revenue, especially on the Stellar blockchain where the transaction speed is very fast and the cost is very low to make those transfers. Because if you're trying to essentially have a payroll of people you're sharing revenue with, and that becomes 180 million people, you better have a really good uh, system to deliver that micropayments to them. That's why we, we, we chose the Stellar blockchain there. But the, the idea is that people are using the app and they're earning some of the tokens. That's their rev share. And then the businesses can either buy the token outright on an exchange and then give it to us as payment for the ads, or they can directly accept payment from you in the token to get the token to use for advertising. And, and that's how it started in Cyprus. There's a hundred businesses who will accept this token with a certain limit, let's say a thousand euros a month, a hundred euros a month. And you can literally pay your entire bill uh, at that wow. place with the token. KFC accepts it here at multiple of their locations. Mad Burger, I mean, beer gardens, um, pharmacies, uh, convenience stores, people are buying things with TFC. And that is really great for the businesses because they actually get new customers and they recycle their ad budget. They use it once <laughs> to draw the new people in, then they use it again to pay us for more ads to get more paying users to come in. So it's wow. far more effective than Facebook and uh, they're getting it at cost, right? Because if they pay Facebook $100, it costs them $100. But if to get $100 of advertising in the football app, that might only cost them $60 because their cost of goods might be 60% of the, what they gave out. So right. everybody loves that. And we're winning. We're getting people to value and use our token. We're also getting a, some share of the ad revenue. We're also getting some subscribers pay per month to get upgraded features. The businesses are winning really big because they're gaining revenue, they're gaining new customers and a really effective use of advertising. And the users are, are getting a cut of the value of all the things that are happening in the system. The value of the token, the value of the advertising, it's all accruing to some percent to them. So that is the uh, basis of the economic model for the football app. It sounds so genius. It's one of those business models where you're like, why hasn't somebody already done this? you really beat it. Cause I'm taking notes as you're saying this. And essentially you have a social network for the sport of football. You implemented a token on the stellar blockchain, which is the TFC. Users can earn the TFC by using the app. So how do they earn the TFC on the app? By communicating, by playing games, how do they earn the, the TFC? All the above, by communicating, by playing games, by making correct predictions by inviting friends, by posting good content that gets a lot of likes, all the different activities that you do get you points convertible to TFC on a click of a button. Okay, so the users, they earn the TFC, then they can spend it within the app. So they can take their, their phone to the local store and they scan it and the businesses cap how much each user can use that each month. Yeah, it's electronically enforced. That's smart though, right? Because yeah, it's smart from a bit, like you said, from the ad side, because. I'm spending it out. And I mean, another way of looking at it is I'm guaranteeing people a discount by using my store. So let's say 
hey, if I'm using, I'm using it, it equates to about a 20% discount on items or whatever that number is, right? Yeah. So they're able to use it in the businesses. The businesses that accept the token can then use that token to then advertise back on the app, yeah. which encourages more traffic into their business. Yeah. I mean, I could end right now. I think everybody should go sign up for TFC. I mean, that's a great concept, man. Yeah, it is. It's it's the, the alchemy of that is essentially we're turning their discounts and marketing budget into cash. And right. the more they give away, the more it's worth. And I think all great technical innovations do have that element. And, uh, you know, if you just think of um, the light bulb or if you think of a car, somebody took metal, fire and gasoline. Those are the key components of a car. And it turned the sum of it is much greater as a Ferrari. You know, the sum of it is much greater than the parts. So all great technologies really need to deliver some super advancement for people. And that is the ground we wanted to play in. And that is enabled through the blockchain together with a social network done correctly and really focused on small businesses that need the help instead of the big brands. The the people who really need that help is the small business. And as you know, if you go across the world into India and different countries in Africa and different countries in South America, you're talking about millions and tens of millions of small little businesses everywhere who probably most of them aren't even yet into Facebook advertising. But as you know, a lot of those places are places, they're watching the little bars and all these places, they're watching the football matches. This It's all centered around the, the football community. And when their advertising goes out, we tried to simulate what happens in a stadium. You know, if you advertise on Facebook, there's a little bit of dumpster fire in that, in the sense that it can tarnish your brand to just, you look like you're intruding into the space right. first. And second, the association value might be what someone ate for breakfast and then your post is next. But in our app, you can target the Manchester United users in your town and your ad almost looks like you sponsor the club in the sense that it's you're, it's almost like you're a, a sponsor as opposed to uh, somebody trying to beg for a click. You are right. sponsoring and giving to the community. And when they're looking at the Manchester United feed inside of our app, the ads are laid in there. So the brand association mimics what is happening on TV. The, the, the people love to, they pay huge amounts of money to advertise on football matches because that's where all the passion and the interest is. And they all want their brand associated with the, the glory of that sport and the love there is for the sport. So we've basically taken that down to the micro level. So yeah, if you dig in, I don't want to get too nerdy on it, but I I like how you summarized it. And fundamentally, it is a very big innovation in advertising and a very good use case for shared wealth in in a community. It just shows that it's possible. You don't need to have all these Facebook style models where you have a one emperor at the top who commands the world. He sits on a mountain of money and these models are over. That game has been played out and we don't, none of us like it. We need to explore this new grounds now. Uh, what I like about it is that, and you mentioned it briefly earlier, you, you're creating a value network. You're not challenging any existing systems. You know, it's, it's, it's not about challenging any existing systems. You're creating a unique use case yeah. within your app and within your ecosystem. And I believe that you're going to get a lot of attention about it. And I know that I'll continue to follow the product, but I would not be surprised if we see your demand expand 
and the innovation starts to have a major impact in advertising that you're mentioning. Let's talk a little bit about your numbers. Like I said, men lie, women lie, numbers don't. Yes. So you guys launched September 2019. 40,000 plus users in Cyprus. 7% of the island uses TFA. Yeah. 250,000 USD advertising dollar revenues in Cyprus. 273 users upgraded for a $9 USD per month, I guess, premium option. Yeah. And active users spend an average of 24 minutes per day. And that's just in one year? Yeah. it's an, That's incredible. Exactly one year. That's with the polish level on the app is exponential compared to a year ago, right? So going right. into next year, we're in a, we feel that things are going to get even hotter. But yeah, if I was out in a cafe right now with you, you would laugh. There's for sure, there's three of the tables around us. There's users on the football app right now earning points. And uh, you'll see people paying at a lot of the cafes with TFC. Everybody knows it. We're bigger than Twitter here on the island in less than- wow one year. How does that feel? Prior to getting into business, I spent some time in the music industry. Um, I was a promotions director. It was really cool when you were working with an artist and no one knew about it. And then all of a sudden you're going down the street and you hear it playing in cars. Yeah. As a business owner, man, what? how does that feel to, and, and you're li- you've been living in Cyprus for 20 years, to walk down the street and see people using your app? It's amazing. And uh, <laughs> I'm even surprised at the reaction. I think it is very much like the music industry. The feeling that we have is that maybe the feeling you have when you have a hit record. You knew you did a right. good album. You really did a heartfelt, amazing piece of work, but you don't know how the reaction is going to be. But the reaction is intense. And people, well, Sam, you're able to articulate exactly what we're doing and how the app, most of the people, they can't articulate, but they kind of know this broke new ground. This is something fantastic. And it's something in their favor that, that we gave them a way to monetize their own human attention. And we make them the center of the game. It's not about us. It's about them. And the number of thank yous that I get is overwhelming. I mean, really, if, when, I, when I go out, many people come up to me and just like, thank you so much for building this network. This is absolutely beautiful. And we're so grateful that you did it, as well as I get thousands and thousands of thank yous. So I'm, I'm drowning in the positive energy. It's beautiful. And uh, now the businesses are starting to get the fever because in the first six months, we didn't have the tool really well tuned for them. It was mostly about the user. But the last six months, we really tuned it for the business. And now they're getting the Beatlemania. So now that these (laughs) bookmarks are lined up as we move off the island into other markets, you know, when I'm when I'm saying that we we got. From seven thousand, you know, we got seven percent of the island in a hundred days, right? I mean, if that happens in in a bigger country, uh, that that's going to be uh, absolutely a crazy ride. And, and we don't see any reason that that isn't going to happen. You know, we started off with a big event, and I don't see it stopping. Yeah, we sort of know how to do the formula, so we're looking forward to the expansion stage now that we've kind of really built something that works for everybody. And hopefully this plays a small part in getting the word out because I've been seeing you guys bubbling. I see your posts and I think, you know, maybe somebody might have like tagged me on one of them. And I'm like, who is this? And, I, and it's like it's like week after week. I'm seeing these numbers go up. I go into uh, into the orbits and I'm checking out the stats of the transactions. And I'm like, who, who are these guys? Man, it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, partly we're not known just because where we are in the Greek island, you know, it's very isolated. 
we, you know, we didn't have any traditional VC money or anything. We built it all from our own. And uh, so, you know, it's kind of something that's happened outside the consciousness of the crypto circles and outside the consciousness of the Silicon Valley circles. I feel uh, if we had done something like this, maybe in California, there would already be like insane attention on it. But it, it doesn't matter. You know, in the end, all roads lead to Rome. If you've got something good and, you know, the word is going to get around about it. It goes back to the music analogy. I used to tell artists all the time, you know, they'll walk in. Oh, no one's playing my music. Hey, you don't got a hit record. <laughs> yeah. You guys have a hit record in a sense, and it's going to catch on. Uh, like I said, I, I downloaded the app here, and I've already seen some chatter with some American teams. So it's only a matter of time before it starts to spread. Another thing that I like about what you just mentioned is that to your users, they're not thinking of this as cryptocurrency. They just know they have a token, the app, the experience, but it's very user-friendly. I mean, I downloaded it. It felt just like, as you mentioned, an ESPN app. It, it was very user-friendly. So while we're chatting, why the Stellar blockchain? Why not go out and build your own blockchain network on your own? Why, why choose Stellar? Yeah, I mean, I've just had too much experience in technology to make that mistake. I think a lot of people, they don't understand what it takes to build big systems. If you've built a big system, then you understand. And you can imagine the amount of work that's gone into any one of the big platforms, including Stellar. You know, you're talking about huge amounts of work iterating over a decade. Yeah, seven years. Uh, th these are these are really huge efforts and you don't want to try to replicate that. I think that was like a mistake Telegram was, was making. It was probably a correct move for them. But we didn't feel any need to build a blockchain. It's irrelevant. Uh, we wanted to just pick the best one that suited what we were doing and use that mature machinery and stellar was a absolute no-brainer and i think uh from a developer and we have very serious developers uh, stellar stood out immediately on the first days i mean it had a great api just the model we had to scale uh we we do expect to put stellar to get their whole networks uh, smoking uh, and not long right but at least there is the potential of of large scale and that we can work together with them as the user base grows, they can help support improvements to keep the speeds up. But the low cost in the three seconds is required. And as you said, most of our users, they don't know, 98% of them don't even know what is cryptocurrency. They <laughs> Maybe they've heard of it, but they're not in the right. industry. But they love that they can participate in that in a more meaningful way than something like the Pi Network, which is really, uh, I think taking advantage of people in some way that, you know, they're just, there's no harm in it, but it, there's no utility in the token. And so people are spending time earning tokens that probably not going to have any real uh, utility value to get it off the ground. But with our with us, they can make some predictions, invite a few friends and buy beer with it a few days later. <laughs> and then when their smart crypto buddy goes, oh, you know, uh, I own Bitcoin or this and that. And they say, I own TFC. And they say, what you can do with that? It's like, I can eat lunch. I can buy beer. I can <laughs> And that's really funny. So they feel very, they're now participating. And then each week we're teaching them, you know, every Sunday, right. something called the crypto chat. And I, 
try to uh, teach them about the industry, about uh, Bitcoin, about blockchain and why this industry is important for them to learn about and do all kinds of fun scenarios so that they can understand how to analyze these things a bit. And they love it. So it's just been beautiful. I think now uh, we're looking forward to start getting some of the crypto savvy. And I think, Sam, you're probably going to be responsible for kicking it off, you know, for letting some of the crypto community take a look at this, because with uh, over 100,000 people who hold wallets and use the token, and we're only starting on a small island and we're about to go out. And even just from what we did in Cyprus would definitely put us in the 30 top tokens in the world in terms of wallets, transactions and use in the real world. And so if we managed to do this already on a small island and and now we have 6 billion people out there, we're some of the first people that show we can bring the mainstream into the world of crypto without them having to understand the world of crypto and the exchanges and the app to the business. They don't have to understand. Right. The external, they'll all learn the external exchange process. And I think that uh, something that I feel is undervalued in the mainstream, and I don't even know why they're called the mainstream, but they, they hold the status of the mainstream crypto cryptoverse, is they don't truly appreciate the importance of utility yeah. when it comes to these tokens. If I have no use for it, right, but to speculate, let's just say, I mean, what's the value in it? If I know that, okay, there's use here, the chances of me holding capital, like I said, not even for speculation, right? Just simply saying, you know what? I'm going to keep $1,000 in TFC because I can actually use it. If the utility of TFC goes up and I want to use the Stellar Dex, for instance, to transfer that into Anchor USD, hypothetically, that creates value to me to utilize it, right? Yes. And I think that many of the areas of crypto are not well understood. Uh, Utility, it happened in the world of real money or tokens or things that were exchanged. The reason that people used salt and gold were those were very useful and valuable items in those cultures. So if you were going to be, if you were 500 people bartering in the woods You were going to barter with something that didn't have any intrinsic value, but (laughs) you would try to actually pick the thing that had the most value, right? You would try to create the the most desired thing would be the thing you would choose to measure the other things. And for whatever different times, different things won that uh, analysis or that it was more suited to the purpose. I mean, the dollar is essentially a utility token and it's tradable for oil. And that's what they turned it into. Right. That's the base value. Now, once you trust that the thing has some utility, that goes to trust. Why should you trust something that has no inherent utility? Because it could collapse to nothing. Now, if something has an inherent utility, then you might be willing to trust that more. And even, you know, for example, if gold was the most valuable thing traded by 500 people in the woods, and then they start to measure the whole economy with it, Sam, it will gain a value more than the underlying value of gold. But at least collapses, it collapses down and it still has value. And that's what, there's an analogy we used in Canada, and uh, it's the reverse analogy here. If you want to escape the bear, you do not have to outrun the bear. You have to outrun me if I'm with you. You know, and that's all you have to do. You don't have to be faster than the bear. You have to be faster than the next guy. And the tokens that win don't have to be worth the value the market attributes in the sense of their intrinsic utility value, but they have to have incredibly high utility 
or people should not trust them. And that's something that I think the industry hasn't verbalized. I'm, I'm giving a kind of a language to the economic theory behind it. No, no, I think you're hitting it on the head. And when you came, like I said, when you came onto my radar and I started paying attention to just your viewpoint, and I, I knew instantaneously that you're somebody that needs to be heard more. Then we need to hear more folks like you because I really do believe that if we don't, as a community, start to articulate the the truth about crypto and the blockchain and, and the true avenue, and we start to drown out, we don't get drowned out by, I mean, on lack of a better word, the BS that has been crowding the, the market, we're, we're never going to innovate. We're never going to grow because the real policymakers, the real business players, the real investors and VCs, they understand how economies work. And yeah. <laughs> there's a reason why we've been in this stagnant mode for so long. It's because they've been looking around and they just see a bunch of noise. And that's yeah. the truth. And yeah. until we start to create real uh, ecosystems, real utility, real, we're never going to grow. And so I, I really applaud what you're doing, Steve. And I, uh, I hope that we can tie you into our stellar family core and support you and, and get you connected with whatever you guys need. So you have the resources to have a real fighting chance to, to grow on massive scale. Yeah, no, that's highly appreciated, really. And we look really look forward to the inroads into the Stellar community because we feel like we haven't met them yet. We do know a few of the people at the headquarters, but we haven't met the real community. And these are people who are completely aligned with. I, I think we're going to drive a lot of value in the Stellar network. And they can, they can support us. And by supporting us, they're supporting Stellar and increasing the visibility on that blockchain and increasing the underlying value because uh, we, we can bring, a, I think, a much larger community in the football community is much larger than the number of people. The number of people who will be using our app is probably large, is going to be larger than the number of people who even using exchanges. It's a chance to go mainstream that, you know, we can all get behind this on a model that is understandable to everyone. Absolutely. Well, look, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Let's keep in contact. I do need to see those beaches in Cyprus. So I hope to get to fly out and, and spend yeah. a week, week or two down there with you. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll hold a conference here. This is a great place for it. So you'll be uh, you'll be featured speaker there and we'll get to the beaches and we'll get we'll, you'll see why I got stuck here 20 years when you come here anyway. Hey, man, let's make that happen. I like that idea. Let's, let's put it out there. Let's get it. Let's get it going. Thanks a lot. That is the TFA, the football app. It's available in your Android Google Play Store, as well as your iPhone App Store. They can download it right now. It's up and running. It's great. I've got it going here. And, and I'm looking for the heat of the soccer season here in the States, as we call it, the football season, as everybody else in the world says it, to really start to heat up again. Uh, I appreciate it, man. I'm excited. Thank you again. <laughs>